Hello, welcome to Spotlight, a rainbow of talent on an emerald isle. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Tonight, we hear from journalist and author Shirley Mann on her latest book, based here on the Isle of Man. Catch up with a new venture for the Douglas Choral Union and get poetical with this year's Poetry Trail and our latest poem from youth bard Eva Petrova. As always, do get in touch with any creative, artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create, or would really like to, yes, put in the spotlight. Be they poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, mime, drag, you name it. Just email me, spotlight at manxradio.com, or of course, Kane at manxradio.com. They both cost the same, so take your pick. Let's start with a cracking story set here on the Isle of Man. You might have to wait a little bit for this one. Bridget's War is about a woman police officer who was put in charge of the Russian internment camp during the last war. It's an inspiring and uplifting tale of the strength of women during the war. Whilst a fictional saga, the story itself is based on reality and unsung heroes whose stories, bravery and sacrifices have often been overlooked or ignored for the many decades since the end of the last war. Well, to find out more about this new book, I spoke to its author, Shirley Mann. It was a strange journey, really, because I've been a journalist all my life, and um, they say everybody's got a book in them, and I sort of had this this feeling. I wondered whether I could write a novel, and my mother had talked for many years about her time in the WAF and how much she'd enjoyed it and actually had had a, a, a really good time despite despite all the, the horrors, et cetera. Um, and I suddenly thought when she, she was getting older and anybody who's got elderly parents, it's very difficult when they get older to remember what they were like when they were young. And my dad had died at 66. So um, I thought, I wonder if I could rediscover these two. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll have a go at writing a novel and see whether it works. Well, it took me six years and a tortuous journey. I can't tell you. I kept putting it away thinking, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I went on every course because to turn from writing facts, which is what I'd always done as a journalist, I was a conduit for other people's facts and feelings. All of a sudden, I could make it up. And I can't tell you how hard that was. I found that really difficult. Anyway, I wrote the thing and um, I was very lucky to find an agent quite quickly and a publisher quite quickly. Um, But I didn't know that I'd written a saga. That was a strange thing to me because the saga to me, the only only saga I knew of was the sort of foresight saga thing. (laughs) So I wasn't really familiar with the, the genre. And basically it's just, it's either, it's an ongoing thread within books. So that meant that I then had to write um, something that linked in with the the first book, which is Lily's War, to make a saga out of it. And what I've done is I've just picked characters or uh, an incident or something like that and, and developed it as a separate book. And so have you? is this basically using fictionalised stories or characters but within real settings and real events? 
Yes. Well, what I did was I realized I'd left it too late to ask my mum enough questions. So I raced around the country to talk to service women to get their anecdotes and their stories. Because, yes, you're right. Uh, and as a journalist, I'm so terrified of getting anything wrong because in a previous life, if I got things wrong, I was in court for libel. So I am quite paranoid about that. And I wanted to make sure that the things that I talk about could happen. So I raced around and I met some amazing women. And all of a sudden, what became a personal journey for me became a need to tell their legacy and a need to tell people what these very young girls from cities were suddenly thrust into and the ex the worlds that they had to, to cope with. And I feel a real duty to, to share those stories. And there were some wonderful stories. Again, the one, the ATA pilots, just the work that women were doing during the war and really were never recognised for doing this. There's a sort of almost a, a double-edged sword here, isn't it? It's, it's a case of a romantic novel, but also getting out these facts and perhaps giving some recognition to just what so many women did do during the war, which never oh, was really yes, properly recognised. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And that was so important to me because... Um, once I found out about the ATA, the Air Transport Auxiliary, um, I was very lucky to be able to meet Mary Ellis, who was the last surviving ATA pilot. And um, she actually allowed me to go and see her. And it was only about eight weeks before she died at the age of 101. And she was incredible. I mean, she she answered the door to me and I got wet on the way there and I got lost and I looked like a drowned rat appearing at her doorstep you know some professional author I was <laughs> and she looked absolutely immaculate in a pair of navy slacks and a white shirt and she ushered me into her conservatory and where I met her lovely niece Rosemary who I'm still in touch with and it, it she was just incredible I mean she it was like meeting the head girl I was in awe this woman had flown over a hundred different planes and she would race across the tarmac on impossible timescales looking at how a tiger moth worked in, in in high winds i mean they were just amazing so tell us about the, your latest one because this brings you to the isle of man and the russian camp how did the inspiration come up for this oh the lovely isle of man i have such a history with the isle of man because my parents actually lived there they, my, they're both buried there. Um, they lived there for the last eight years of the, my father's life. Um, so I was backwards and forwards all the time. And I have to say, fell in love. I really did. I thought seriously about moving over there. And I was working in, in radio at the time. And I thought, um, could I work for Manx Radio? <laughs> and, um, oh, I, I think there's always a job for you here. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's really kind. Um, and I... Uh, I just loved it. And I, I thought when I went over to see a friend of mine over there and she took me to the Manx Museum and uh, I saw the books about the internment camp and I thought, oh, this is somewhere I haven't been. A bit like the ATA pilots in my head. I knew nothing about them. And I thought if I know nothing about them, I'm darn sure there are a lot of people out there who don't. And again, I wanted to bring that story to life. So um, I just thought I have to write this one. There was no choice in it. And I've been so lucky. People on the island have been absolutely fabulous with offering their help. 
Um, I, I can't tell you. I mean, it, it, there's Charles Farah, who whose mother was a woman police officer, and I've got um, people from the Manx Museum. I've had people from the Russian Trust. Um, you know, people have just been fabulous, really so helpful, I can't tell you. And again, from what you're saying there, meticulously researched again. Oh, yes, but it is causing me endless trouble. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I have to stretch things and um, to make them work in a fictional context. And I'm terrified. I'm terrified the island is going to go, oh, I don't think they'd have done that. You know, <laughs> So I'm checking and rechecking and then I'm going to send it off to some pre-readers over there to ask them to check to make sure that, the, you know, the road from Balasala goes this way or whatever, you know, just to make sure that everything is correct. Yes, it can be an absolute minefield, can't it? Just the slightest thing can really irk uh, a potential reader, I guess. So this is Bridget's War. Uh, as you say, what sort of timescale are we looking at then for its production and for people to actually be able to read the finished article? Um, it's going to be out next March. Um, they are bringing out the ebook and the paperback and the audiobook at the same time. Next March, I think it will be now. And I'm just heavily into edits. In fact, that's what I've been doing this morning, going through things, checking everything and rechecking and rewriting. So um, lovely old Bridget, who is a, one of the policewomen who were at Russian camp, um, is, is having an amazing time at the moment. And um, I'm trying to make her come to life in a correct and fascinating way. You'll have to wait a little for the book, though, Bridget's More. The uh, book and ebook scheduled to be out, as Shirley mentioned there, next March. You can pre-order, I see, on Amazon already. And according to Mr. Amazon, it will be out on March the 9th. No pressure then, Shirley. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, Douglas Coral Union are well known on the Isle of Man for their wonderful musical productions over the last what, century and more. But they now have a new venture. Chair of the DCU, Gary Corkle, told me more. Yes, well, uh, a lot of people went to see Hunchback. Very successful. One of the highlights of Hunchback was, was the uh, onstage choir that we formed specifically for that performance. Uh, and uh, after the show, a lot of the members of the choir, who had not, not been in a, a musical theatre production before, Loved the the whole thing about being uh, part of a a show hmm. uh, and being on stage, and they basically said, "Is there something we can carry on doing?" So, the the committee sort of got together, uh, and we we thought we'd try uh, and set up a DCU members choir just to keep the the momentum for these new people going for a little bit longer. So, this is something of a new initiative for the DCU, then. Yes, it is. It's something certainly we haven't done in my lifetime with the, with the DCU. Uh, and it's it's going quite well. So uh, I believe there is a, a concert coming up then. Yes. So since since the end of February, uh, after the show, we've been uh, rehearsing uh, weekly, uh, and we've got about uh, twenty five thirty members that are, that are coming. And we thought we'd finish off the the three months session that we've had with a, a little concert at St Ninian's Church. Sounds splendid. And this is going to be open to all. It's open to anybody. It's on uh, Friday the 8th of July, starting at 7.30, and as I said, at St Ninian's uh, Church. What sort of uptake, um, because it is something new, has, has there been a really good uptake within the, because the society itself is fairly sizable, and been around for a long old time, has, has there been a really good response to it? Yes, there has. Uh, we, we've got a mixture of people that were in the choir, we've got some of the cast, uh, but we've also attracted uh, a number of new 
people just purely from the fact that it's a choir singing musical theatre numbers. Uh, so yes, we, we, we've been quite quite pleased with the uptake. So do you have to be a DCU member to join the choir? No, you don't. We said it was open to en- anybody that wanted to just basically sing musical theatre. So if people go along to the concert, what sort of stuff can they expect to hear? Well, we a range of uh, theater, musical theatre classics. Uh, we've also got some a few pop songs we've thrown in. So uh, we've, we're doing a few musical numbers from musicals that you won't see on the Isle of Man, plus some favourites. So that might range from Queen, uh, you know, The Greatest Showman, Wicked... A, a bit of Stevie Wonder. So really a cross-section of, of, of items. Something for everyone. Yes, it is. Um, we, we should mention as well that it's going to be raising money for the DCU charity, which uh, has a, a good purpose. Tell us a bit more about that. Yes, the charity was formed about eight to ten years ago, and it's it's really uh, aims to promote uh, uh, musical theatre. And one of the specific aims is to assist and encourage individuals to enhance their studies in, in arts and theatres, whether that be on stage or backstage or production. So the charity uh, is, the money from the concert is going towards our charity, and specifically we award a bursary every year uh, to one or more uh, of our young people to go away and further their studies. And the concert will also uh, include uh, items from three of our previous recipient uh, award winners. And it is amazing, actually. I mean, perhaps you know, Sam Box is very high profile, but the, the number of people from the island who have gone through organisations like the Douglas Choral Union, like the Operatics or Tellurian or some of these other groups, and have actually gone on to star in pretty big shows and, and on quite literally on the international stage. Yes, there has. I, I, if you look uh, through some of the cast lists, certainly in the West End, there are there are Manx, Manx men and women plying their trade, as you say, you know, week in, week out. Is it too late for us? Uh, I think so. <laughs> Just give us those dates again. Then concert coming up. It's uh, like I said. If you like songs from the shows, good popular numbers. It's going to be definitely up your street. Raising money for the charity. We've heard there to help with uh, performers and people coming from the Isle of Man, going through the likes of the DCU, and who knows where they might end up. Uh, if they go across, go onto musical theatre school and such like. So just give us those times and dates again, and how you can get a ticket. So again, it's uh, Friday the eighth of July, seven thirty at St Ninian's Church. It's just £5 to, to uh, get in. Uh, you can book tickets through Eventbrite uh, and you can find that link on our social media page on Facebook, Douglas Choral Union. Or you can contact me on 498 773 uh, and there will be tickets on the door if you just want to turn up. And we will, as part of that concert, pro- provide some refreshments at the end to give everybody an opportunity to do what Manx people do best, which is have a chat. (laughs) So this Friday, 7.30, St Ninian's Church. Get yourself there. A great night guaranteed. Tickets on the door if you want to take a look and turn up on the night for last minutes. A great sing, and as Gary says, you can catch up on the crack. Poetry time. We hear works from the current Manx bards, Owen and uh, Eva, here on Spotlight every month. The full bard, the youth bard, both very good bards. This month, it's Eva's turn, and we'll let her introduce her piece herself. Hello. So I'm back on Spotlight. This week's poem is quite an educational one. I wrote it a while ago, just on the spur of the moment. In fact, I think it's the poem which took me the least amount of time to compose. So I've always been fascinated by different periods in history, specifically the Victorian era, 
And what I love about this poem is both its historical nature and cyclical structure, meaning it begins and ends in a similar way. Upon further attention to detail, I recognise how the Victorian era represented in my poem links to the contextual setting of Great Expectations, uh, the novel by Charles Dickens, which I'm currently studying for English literature. And just a small warning before I begin, this poem uh, contains topics which may be upsetting to some. Without further ado, Scrawling Streets. Water drained away from the land, every last ounce covered by sand. Drafts sweep the crops on fields and destroy hard laboured for yields. Pockets empty, purses sagging, money through the gutters dragging. Houses lying abandoned and derelict, waiting for the last owners to evict. On every corner and market square, humans begging for what they dare. Crawl upon their hands and knees orphaned, parents killed by authorities. Scavenging for useless morsels of food, praying to a god in his protective hood. Clothes tattered and ripping at the seams, flesh disintegrating as do their dreams. They've lived through deadly sicknesses, survived through full lockdown pandemics, yet the streets wear and tear them away as hungry street dogs may rip up meat tray. Trodden underfoot by all passers-by, scorned by wealthy merchants dry, spat at and ridiculed criminals, convicts, the deranged fortune teller predicts, both hands lying on a glittered globe, they'll stay treading on the royal robe, the streets their home now forevermore, unable to escape the dregs of being poor, exploited of every last human dignity, stripped down to skin and bones gritty and against these shadowy walls cornered, kidnapped, trafficked, raped and murdered. No signs to display danger, beware. Frightful scenes giving a dark glare bloodstains to an ancient history. Gunshots ring out an unsolved mystery. A pickpocket racing through the tides, thieving scoundrels and rebels besides, inhumanly chained by feet and hands, barreled compactly with RATs in the stands, taken to slave upon a foreign plantation, which destroys every coming generation. Yet still not a drop of water thrives upon the dry tongues of wilting lives. Eva Petrova, the Manx youth bard. I wish I'd been that good before I was out of my teens. Also her fearlessness to tackle the darkest of topics, any topic. More from Eva in a month's time. Speaking of poetry, as I'm sure you do all the time being regulars on Spotlight... If you're a budding poet, or indeed a regular writer of poetry, but never really take the plunge to get it out there to the great unwashed, this year's Poetry Trail might be just what you're looking for. Here's the Isle of Man Poetry Society Chair, Bethany Lee runciman Yes, this is about my eighth one I think I've done. Um, I've just run a children's poetry trail as well for the first time um, last this year. Um, the Elephant Poetry Trail, if you don't know anything about it, mm. it is in effect a poetry competition. Um, and then we have 20 winning poems, um, which then are printed onto beautiful yellow A4 posters. And these are displayed in the windows of shops and cafes or libraries in Douglas Town Centre, Ramsey and this year in Port Erin as well. 
So the the poetry, the poems must be less than 25 lines long, excluding the title. Um, People can um, uh, submit up to three poems. Um, It's open to residents in the UK as well as the Isle of Man, and you don't have to be a member of the Poetry Society to uh, submit a poem. Um, The closing date I've extended um, because I've been on holiday and I've had COVID. So the, the closing date now is the 11th of July. But if you desperately want to get a poem in and it's just after the 11th, please uh, contact me because it'll be okay. Um, to get an entry form, uh, either email myself at bethany at manxcat.org.uk or go on Facebook and uh, put in Aleph Man Poetry Society with Aleph Man all long letters. Um, Yes, and then um, the poems will be judged in August, well, in end of July. And then um, I've got Carol, Carol Ellis and Hilda Sethner, who are poets, great poets themselves. Uh, they're going to judge. And then in August, we have a chap called Tony Garland, um, who is a designer and printer. So he produces the poems, the, the posters, and then they will go up in Douglas Town Centre um, from uh, the 20th. 3rd of September to mm-hmm. the 28th of October so there's plenty of time to go and see them and um, you can get a trail guide from the libraries um, Douglas, Ramsey, Porter and libraries And the poems themselves they can be about any topic you fancy? Yes, any topic but just make sure that they are on public display so um, just make sure they are okay for that but a- any topic um, yes we- we've had all sorts of topics in the past from uh, dog poo <laughs> well you know that's great <laughs> yes we've had Covid obviously uh, and yes anything um, a-, a lot of the poems are about the Isle of Man and how mm. beautiful the Isle of Man is um, we have funny poems sad poems happy poems short poems long poems I've seen just about every Everything in the years I've been doing it in. Um, also, we I'm, I'm looking for a few more poets to enter the competition. So if you if you think, oh, I'll I'll see if I uh, what happens. Just please, please, please enter. There's also something going on this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's the Isle of Man Flower Festival. Um, it's called the Spirit of Man this year. There are 30 organisations taking part in St John's Mill, uh, which is just by the side of Tinwald Mills. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the Poetry Society have a poetry wall in the quiet room upstairs. There's um, 10 poems which I've selected, which um, reflect the Isle of Man and flowers. And um, that's up, up there for anybody to come and have a look at. It's free entry as well. Um, and there's lovely refreshments available I know <laughs> what's not to like as they say yes. is, is it a good chance then you think something like the poetry trail of someone's you know maybe a budding poet perhaps they've sort of written a few bits and pieces at home but never never had anything published never read their poems out loud is this a good good way to get going do you think oh it is um well, for example, last year, there was certainly, out of the 20 winning poets, um, there was certainly about eight who had never put a, a poem in anywhere um, before. And um, it, it really is, I mean, it surprises me as to the talent um, a, a lot of these poets have. 
Um, and um, I mean, we have one lady who won last year. Um, she'd never submitted anything, and um, she did a beautiful poem about the ferry bridge. And um, she's joined the society now, and she's just put in um, a uh, what three poems into this year's poetry trail. What a great way to get your work out there. Also, a splendid community arts project. If you want to get involved, as Bethany says, you can email her with your poem uh, bethany at manxcat.org for more details or you can go to Facebook, look for the Isle of Man Poetry Society and get all the details of how to enter there. I might even enter one myself. Keep it clean, she said, didn't she? Hmm. That's about it for this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to manxradio.com and download the Spotlight podcast. Listen at your leisure. Drop me a line with any artistic thoughts or ideas. Stay creative. Why not write a poem or two? I'll see you next week. Cheerio.